Welcome to part two of the Fullcaster Podcast, episode 46 with Nathan and Trisha Thibodeau. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Finishing up with the Moran part-time thing over at the, at the Barrows deal with the Empire Carts. Is that, is that become the full-time gig? And, and to, to Derek's point about you've, you've worked at Apex, you've worked at Moran, you've done different elements. Are you starting to pick and choose a little bit what, what, what you like and don't like and what direction you want to go in karting perhaps? Like, so I didn't race after Moran for a year. I didn't have any money. I kind of was like, figure out what to do. And I was working at Empire. And then when I started working full-time there, um, you know, doing the retail stuff, doing the website stuff. And then, you know, they did like, they had bought TDC at that point too. Okay. And that was kind of something new. So we're all making gaskets and like, you know, um, Ty Mod at the time also was working there. Oh, okay. So I was working with Ty and um, we had a lot of great conversations about Formula One. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it was kind of really a lot. That's where I had like a, a big peak interest was in Formula One right there. And Okay. And so, yeah, so I'm kind of just doing the retail stuff, which is kind of cool because... Like Moran, I mean, like I said, I was working about fifty hours a week, all outside. Yeah, and you know, in the winter time, it's like you know, I'm getting there at seven, seven, seven thirty in the morning. It's freezing cold. I'm leaving at like five, mm-hmm. six, whatever. You know, people get out, and you know, summertime, it's you know, hot, windy, dusty. So it was kind of nice actually to be working somewhere where it was, like it's inside, right? Yeah. A little more comfortable. Yeah. The hours were, I mean, obviously I was closer to home. Um, you know, the hour is nine to six. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty, you know. It was pretty much. Pretty that, much. I worked, what it is. You know, I was like working five days a week. I forgot what day I had off. I think I had, had a day off because I worked on Saturdays. So it was kind of enjoyable. It was something different. Like, yeah. And I had never done, I mean, I had done retail because I obviously worked at the hobby store. So it, was, it, was, it wasn't nothing new to me. I, I knew how to, you know, interact with customers. And that was fun because, you know. Customers, new people would come in. You're talking to them, and like, kind of like they want to know where to go, and you're kind of, kind of directing them. You know, yeah, say, this right. is what you should do, and stuff like that. I had to honestly say, I have been lucky in my carding career, and it's funny to say carding career because I've been in this field for 19 years, and I look back and I can't believe it's been that long. Like, right. I, I look at it like this really has been a career. Yeah. Um, I have everyone I've worked for. Rock Jr., Big Rock, Moran, awesome people. They trusted me. They they gave, put a lot of trust in me to to. I had to make sure everything run like that was my mandate. Yeah, and you know they gave me the freedom to do it. Like it wasn't micromanaging. Like this is your job. The fact that they put that much trust in me, like for someone who you know they didn't really came out of the blue. Just yeah. some kind of weirdo at the fence. Yeah. yeah. You know. It's his little eyeballs <laughs> with, picking with, over. You know, yeah, with, 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 little uh, Kilroy going on yeah, there. Yeah, with, with, with the beautiful woman on my arm over here. And, yeah. um, they actually hired you for her. That's what it was. They exactly. Thought they yeah. might be able to... Yeah. Uh, that didn't work out. She can I used some, to bake for she can make some. She time. can make some great cookies. Yeah. Oh, all the time, yeah. Uh, the, uh, you're the practicing. Lemon, the lemon oat bars were yes. her favorite. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then, you know, when Moran closed and, you know, and... And Bill and Sharon, I mean, class acts. I mean, you know, in terms of like how to operate a business and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. transparent, honest, you know. And, you know, and then, you know, when 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 they retired and... Uh, so you were there from, call it, 8? Mm-hmm. February of 2008. Yeah. The, and, the longest job? Probably, yeah. Next to maybe the... Uh, uh that's, probably the that's probably the longest, actually. Yeah. Uh, in turn, yeah. At in that time, of, yeah. And um, you know, Francois bought it, 
And I worked for Francois for a while, not full time, because it hit you know the the business had really changed. Like there was, I can't remember the year, um, but there was like in the carding industry there was a switch that flipped, and the retail business died. Yeah, the brick and mortar stuff started struggling. Yeah, right. You know, and it was like literally like from one season to the next, like literally like what happened to all the customers? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm serious. And it's, you know, so it kind of changed. Like the retail was a lot different. Like just, you know, and, and that's when we started going to the track. Right. To bring oh. the parts trailer stuff out. because mm-hmm. So the parts trailer thing wasn't a deal prior to, even no. like say Moran or otherwise? No. They weren't doing that? Um, oh, wow. It was in response to like, hey, that's where the customers are. That's where we got to go. Yeah. It was you like know? Okay. 2011, 12 maybe? Around there, yeah. yeah. Well, that um, may, I mean, that's what I remember. Yeah, not, I to, see here. not to get too deep into it, but was a big reason or a reason that team started supplying more of their own stuff? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, they were trying to figure out how to make ends meet on their own, it. right? Yeah. So they became when, dealers or distributors. In, in, in all honesty, when... Um, Buddy Rice like started that kind of that team that big team thing that be to be everything to all his customers, and it's not that it it's bad, but it it what it did it displaced like you know when we sold because you know the shops at the time were the ones who primarily sold tires, fuel, oil, parts like clothing, yeah. you know, apparel and stuff like that. The shops did that. The teams right. at that point, you know, they were there for track support in terms of like services, yeah. coaching and, you know, mechanic services and stuff like that. Yeah. They weren't into selling stuff. Yeah. Right. And it makes and, perfect sense. If you if you think about being a customer of a team, you just one stop shop. Yeah. yeah. Instead of over here well, and over here. That makes more sense for but, sure. But, but, but it encroached on the, the business of the, the, the brick and mortar. Yeah. It just, it's, it's slowly the business is, sl- is sliding out, you know, to, right. You know, it wasn't as diversified. People now are becoming the whole entity, right. and you know, and that that's you know, that's business. You know, that's the way it yeah. works. So, did your role start to change a little bit when Francois bought Empire? Yeah, because he was no longer he didn't have TDC, so mm-hmm. the gasket stuff like that, and he mainly became just a retail. And then, obviously, you know, we still did the you know parts trailer track and stuff like that. And so, I was working there more as, and we had honestly at that point less customers coming in. Yeah, and that had been happening for a while. That wasn't just because of, he bought the place, but it was just it was going that it way. It was going that way. I mean, like I used to deal with you know customers all throughout a day, and sometimes there'd be days that no one come in. You know, that's scary. Yeah. You know, and not even the regulars anymore. You know, we always you always have regulars coming in and right. you chat with them and, and you know and stuff like that. You're, like, you're going to buy anything? Or you're going to hang out? <laughs> you don't even have those. I mean, and, then those, and even those people are either going out of the sport or they're just they're going well. You know. They just wanted to hang out. Yeah, yeah. or my team guy is selling us too. And yeah. It's like, well, okay, yeah. you know, so. so. Are you starting to look at maybe other options at that point or well, yeah, with the way so, the business is going? So, yeah, I kind of, like I said, I kind of pulled away a little bit. Like, I kind of worked for Francois and, like, did the parts trailer stuff and worked in a shop doing office stuff and and some of the websites. And, and the website stuff was kind of, and the website stuff was really tough. It's like, that is a cutthroat business to be online sales because mm-hmm. you know when you're competing against everybody and everyone's cutting their you know free shipping discounts all this stuff it's like yeah God, we're not making any money yeah <laughs> you know, you're, right or you're making very little yeah, yeah. So you have to sell a lot you try your own volume yeah. you know and carding as we all know is not very large <laughs> right um <laughs> the customer base is not very large so you're all fighting for 
sure. the same people. And again, when the teams are selling the stuff yeah. on their own, yeah, it makes it challenging. And then, then when the guy you're, orders it, one chain, you're like, that'll save us. Yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then also when you're fighting the online stores, because now, like, say, hey, is acceleration rolling with this? Yeah. Point? Oh yeah. Acceleration. Yeah. I mean, acceleration is doing free shipping. So it's I wasn't like, sure when they. Yeah. You know, right. it's like okay, I can get it one day from acceleration, no cost. You know, even no he was ordering cost. from acceleration at that point. Nice. <laughs> and because they're in Nevada, Las Vegas, no sales tax. So there's always this. No, I mean, and that's well, yeah, and that's what uh, you know. A lot of people don't understand about online sales and stuff. It's like it's tough for small businesses yeah. and stuff like that. It's like. When you can get it in a couple of days and it's cheaper and yeah, uh, I, I can pay eight percent less and all that stuff. So you're you're at Empire at this at this point. I should say with the transition to Francois and you're at you're still at Empire. Have you gotten involved? I'm sorry. At what point do you get involved in the Tri C Club itself and and start getting into that game a little bit? Yeah. So again, 2009. 2009. 2009. Yeah, so I was doing the website stuff and then I um so you, you hadn't been with the the Empire thing. This is still Sharon and uh Bill. Bill, Bill uh, mm-hmm. uh you're still with them. They're still here and part of the the program. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and Sharon you, was on the board too. Okay, got yeah. it. Okay. And so you you how does that happen? How do you go I'm going to be a part of the the Tri-C club. Well, never be, mind the board, just be a part of the club. I be honest, I had never like um, you know, Trisha has been a long, long time volunteer with ASO, American Youth Soccer, and dealing with volunteers, stuff like that. And I really had no real desire to be on a um, on that side of it. On that side of it, just seeing like the, at least for soccer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but this is, <laughs> well, he got of, recruited for some soccer stuff. Too. But yeah, <laughs> I could see you as a ref. You're pretty quick on the feet. Uh, no, I did more like clean up and stuff. Like uh. um, but I did, you know, it, it's it's tough when you're working with a bunch of people and the board had like 10 people on it, you know. It's, it's like, okay, wow. you know, they didn't, you know. They're trying to time, create positions at that point. You know, um, <laughs> because it was all volunteer. It's people who, and you have to understand like clubs, when you were a kid, stuff like that, were run by volunteers. 100%. Mm-hmm. And it was something that you did because you wanted to do it. Like there was no like, Big monetary. Oh, I got a free entry. Ooh. Yeah. Um, you know, and stuff like that. So you did it because you wanted to. You wanted something to succeed, and so you did it. Yeah. And you put your time into it, and stuff like that. And and I had worked with Sharon for you know a couple of years, and she kind of convinced me to go on the board. Like, All right, I'll help out. <laughs> and um, and they were transitioning too because you know Tracy had lost its home track and. When they were at Moran, they were huge. I mean, you're talking about 200 plus entries yeah. easily, 230 entries. I mean, yeah. this is massive. In the, in the absolute heyday, when you're talking about uh, IKF Region 7 and yeah. how big that was, and the Tri C Club itself rivaled that. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was one of those scenarios where, like, you go to Moran and you might as well be going to bloody Supernats. From from the people that yes. I have talked to about who yeah. ran back then, that was like everybody, that was the business. Everybody ran Moran. And then to your Tracy. point, as soon as Moran goes away, Tracy loses the home, and they correct me if I'm wrong. They kind of do a uh, almost a regional like a skip about if you we, will. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for a couple of years we did like kind of you know went to Granger, Paris, uh, Apex, sub region. It kind of just traveled, and you know it it's. It didn't. Um, obviously, it doesn't. It's it's hard to do, right? Well, and and um, IKF Region Seven was still a thing. Mm-hmm. It was still yeah, going. it was starting to fall. It was. I mean, it, it was, was on its decline at that point. You know, because um, 
just for, you know, just the market and stuff. And, um, you know, so then we finally said, okay, well, everyone's going to Cal Speed. So that's, that's you know, I'm not sure when we made it or final. I, I, I don't I remember say either. Probably 2011. Yeah. It was right around the same time I showed up here yeah. because LAKC started running here as, I mean, almost, um, I mean, depending on, you know, all the different information, they were having a hard time at Irwindale. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they made the transition over to here, and that was kind of like the start of their incline, if you will. And then Tracy ended up kind of doing the exact same scenario where they were having a hard time with the regional game and then came over here mm-hmm. at 11, I think, 12, I think that's when it was, yeah. right in there. Because it was, it might have even been 12 because it was after I, I got here in 11. And I can't remember if you guys were already run. Or Tricy was already running at that point here exclusively. Yeah, I don't. Because then there was also a period of time where they were talking about still doing the traveling thing, and I think at that point the club membership basically said, "Nah, we'd rather stay here." We did quite a few races in 2010 at Cal Speed. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. and it, it it just because yeah, a lot of people honestly because it, it, I remember the drivers with uh, Uber Setzig. With yeah. Dennis being mm-hmm. up there and, and asking people, because I think they tried some stuff with, with SoCal Carters or something like that over over Adams. Like, yeah, what do you guys want to do? Do you want? And the general consensus was, eh, I'd rather just pick one and yeah. call it. Yeah, whatever the one was, it sounded like, but pick one and let's yeah. go that direction. And yeah, because honestly, if you're a club club racer guy, I mean, traveling around is not. It's not part of my deal. Yeah, you know, driving up to Grange. Yeah. You know, even though Adams and Cal Speed are not that far apart. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you're trying to learn a track or learn a situation, make it, quote, easier on them. And to be honest, I mean, at at that point, that Cal Speed became the game. Mm -hmm. It was on its way up. When when Moran closed, Cal Speed was the game. Slowly. Yeah. You know, that's where everybody's... Definitely stuff started transitioning Transitioning. I mean, even in 2011, I mean, LAKC wasn't huge. Tracy wasn't yeah. huge. Well, and, and I was doing open practice out here by myself, and we had days where nobody was here, yeah. <laughs> so it didn't well, like overnight punch at you, you know. Well, right. that's also too when the the housing crash and all that stuff happened in that time period, and people were like, it was recovering from recovering, that, yeah, yeah right back. So, um, so yeah, so then we yeah, because the traveling thing wasn't working, you know, it's just hard for people. So if, sure. you're, if you're on a limited budget, man, yeah. You want to go to one spot. You, you don't you're wanna... either going to do the club, which doesn't travel, yeah. or you're going to do the regional, which by which, default does. Which was ProCart at the time. And right. ProCart was ascending. Yep. You know, and mm-hmm. IKF actually was, you know, yeah, on, on you exactly. know, declining. And uh, so, yeah, that's what happened. And But you're on the you're on the board now, and are you slowly starting to take on more responsibility? or Because you get on in 2009. Yeah. Right. As yeah, as like I said, doing kind of peripheral yeah. stuff. Not, so, I'm not. Right. I'm not making decisions at this point. So, is Derek's just, point like w- w- at what point are you starting to move on up, if you will, in that in that game? Um, in like 2000, well, during the streets of Lancaster Grand Prix, he didn't race either of those, and we didn't go to those races. But um, and refresh my memory, uh, years on those, please. Uh, 2009 and 10. Nine, ten. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, when it when it started, and then one more year after that, before um, Scusa took over. Um, I mean, he was, you know, helping put together the rules and yeah. the and the stuff like that, background kind of stuff. But then by 2012, 
we were the two of us were fully in charge of like the end of your banquet and so, and so all that Trish, kind of stuff. are you on the board no at this point? i'm just helping gotcha just you're volunteering as well you just yeah. don't have the quote board member yeah, attached I didn't, I didn't to your name officially go on the board until 2014 gotcha okay okay but yeah but it was also transitioning too because a lot of older the people who had been on the board mm-hmm. like especially the moran days were like leaving you know, and like they were just, you know, they like had an been, old guard, new guard switch. Kind of, yeah. And it was, you know, like I said, Dennis Super Sexy was coming in and Steve Hulsman and um, Eric Nelson came on. Um, I was kind of moving in only because honestly, it's like they were losing people. They just needed help. So I said, sure. okay, you know, it's Robert Brooks was still Robert there, Brooks. He stayed on for a while. Um, I remember that. Um, Tim Meyer came on. Treasurer. Um, um, yeah. So, but. Like I said, a new guard kind of thing, and kind of yeah. a slightly different way of thinking, and but not, uh, but not a lot of. And that was that kind of a thing is that when you don't have people who don't have a deep history in carding, um, in terms of like how it actually, you know, like how it did work, mm. you know, and and so you're trying different ideas and stuff. Sometimes they don't all work, you know. Right. Um, and like I said, it was just a tough situation for Tricy at that point. I mean, like I think Trisha has the numbers here, but like. Our entries were like in 2013. Um, we averaged 37 entries. I remember actually um, F100 thing. Yeah, yeah, the F100 deal uh, with I think Stu Hayner, right? He he actually linked up with you guys. Yeah, and so there was and, like him um, and you guys Sebastian Bacon, together. Yeah, yeah Sebastian yeah. Bacon. Exactly. They came and raced um, a few races in 2014 yeah. with us. Um, we were still averaging about 25 entries what, a race. Wow. And here's a here's a. I think maybe a, a nice question too, because uh, Trish, you just mentioned not too long ago that you got involved or you became a board member in 2014. Mm-hmm. Nathan, you were getting more involved as things go on. So we start approaching 2014 and it's not like you guys are getting a part of a program that is rocking and rolling. It's doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's having a hard time. What was the incent- no, incentives? Are, what was the thought process? What was the reason behind Getting involved, well, Nathan, you have already been a part of it. And if we're being honest, Trish, by default, you're there, you hear it, you know what's going on. But now you decide that you're going to be a part of it as a board member in 14. Yeah. What's, what's the thought process there? Um, well, you know, we were at that point um, selling assets. I mean, just to, to stay alive, we did five races in 2014. Club assets. Club assets. I Pardon me. Yes, club assets. Like... There was a, a little motor scooter thing and transponders. transponders. Yeah. We were, mm-hmm. we were selling to stuff some cash, to be yeah. able to pay the bills to and, race. And what year was that? Sorry, twenty fourteen. But are you? Is the beginning of like? Have you already become a board member? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so that, I guess well, that's what I'm we, asking. We like, knew that we could see. I mean, even in 2013, it it wasn't looking good. We could see where things were going. So, what's um, the incentive? What's the thought process? Why would you I, I, instead of saying Nathan says oh, I'm out? Instead, you almost doubled down as a as a as a couple so, as a as a family. Yeah, so it was the you know twenty thirteen whatever year it was was a hard year. I mean, like, and what happened was a lot, and even a lot of our members thought like, okay, this is it's going to stop. This is the yeah. end. This yeah. is, you know, it, I remember the, the conversations it, with with Cal Speed, Right, we we're like we're down to five races. Yeah. Like, we're just how can we make things yeah. work? And then and Rob was great. I mean, like even at those years, I mean, really working with us, trying to do what we could do to right. afford it. I mean, you know, and kind of, you know, took the dates that weren't necessarily most desirable. Right. True story. Which is, yeah. hey, that's the way that's it the works. That's the way it goes, yeah. You know? and, but you had dates. But we had yeah. dates. 
and we still had a dedicated base. I mean, there was still a base of people that were coming to our races. We just weren't expanding at that point. It was, right. it was hard because LAKC, again, was climbing. I mean, they were getting big. They were yeah. doing all this stuff. 200 some odd entries, yeah. blah, you, you blah, know, blah. How could you, the club had been around for 40 years. I mean, in one form or another when it, you know, after it first started, we, we just, we couldn't let it, we couldn't let it die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to, to you, Trish, that's kind of your, your fire. I'm all about tradition. I love doing new things, but tradition is really important to me. Mm. And without ever having sat in a cart and, or raced in, you know, other than the, the big wheels, um, <laughs> <laughs> I there was just something special about about this well, organization, and we couldn't let it go away. And almost pulling the heartstrings a little bit, if you, if you taper it back at this point 20 years ago, and you guys are hanging out at Moran, having fun in the KPV and blah, blah, blah. It, it, that was Tri-C, right? That was Tri-C. You're out there driving. I mean, my point being is that maybe you weren't a part of it as a member that way, but yeah. you were a part of it as a driver and, and that kind of thing. So it's you'd been a part of the club yeah, as either a driver or otherwise for And it's weird. A, I'll say like when I raced at Moran with, under, with Tri-C, I didn't actually have a great affinity for Tri-C. And like, I mean, I didn't, but it wasn't like, there wasn't family at that point. It was the opportunity to go race. You know, yeah. we were hanging out. I was hanging out with my race guys, yeah. you know, and the staff and, you know, the rocks. Yeah. And we were just having fun in our area. So we were having fun. Yeah. But it wasn't because we were just, we were at a race. Right. Yeah. And, but 10 years down the road, yeah. when you see the, those, it's, those scenarios you know, going when, by the wayside. When it happened, it's like basically everyone kind of um, who's on the board just... I don't want to say quit. I say I want to say they kind of just felt resigned. Like, like Tired. man, this is we can't. What are we gonna do? And it was really tough because at that point, I mean, I'm not sentimental, but it's like, is it really gonna end this way? Like, just I literally, like, just yeah. quietly going yeah. to nothing. Yeah, yeah. And so Robert Brooks stayed on. He goes, I'll help you guys out. He goes, I can't do a lot of the. The, the and, physical work, but he goes, I'll do all the financial stuff and make sure, you, you know, all, all this background stuff. He goes, I can do all that, but I got, you know, I can't come out to the, you know, I can't be doing setups and stuff like that. And, and let me ask time. a little bit more on that because I, I, Trish, you, you were on, you became on the board in 2014, but that's actually where you stepped up as a, as president, correct me if I'm wrong, right, Nathan? Basically, I was the only one left. Uh I mean, who would run it? I mean, yeah. everyone else, you know, like, so we Robert. St- there were still a few other people. I yeah. mean, Jerry Henderson was involved mm-hmm. um, a little bit at that mm-hmm. point. Obviously, Eric um, Nelson was staying rock and roll, um, was he, he not? He, he'd gone off for a short period of time. But a lot of those previous people were dialing it back yeah. Yeah. or right. just doing other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they basically okay. kind of said, we you know, we just it, can't do this Nathan anymore. Nathan, was, it was kind of like, a, if I don't, who will? Precisely. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. it was that. And, and Robert even said, he goes, man, he goes, I can't. I can't run it, you know, I can't be out here doing this stuff, but I'll help, you know, all the background, like I said, the stuff that, like, registrations and, and you right, know, right. financials and stuff like that. So, so he, yeah, that's how it came to. I mean, honestly, it's like, and then. And we had a core group of dedicated staff still. Um, Robert's wife was running registration. Like, like the race, you know, officials um, and stuff like that. Shelby was doing um, scoring, Bob English, um, Mike Graves, you know. Yeah. Without those, was uh, was Megan still doing red and stuff yeah. like that? Megan, Megan came on um, a little after a with Tyler, the the year, year after, or two after yeah. That. Hit yeah, both her and Tyler. and Tyler, yeah, yeah, and they were along for several years, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, until they you know yeah moved away. Yeah, <laughs> um, went to Arizona. Terribly. Went to, yeah, went to Phoenix. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it was, it just, it was really just like, it's just the way this is going to die. Like, it's yeah. just like, without trying. Right. Like, it, you know, like I said, like, I guess we, we could do something, I guess. I mean, and I talked with Rob, you know, like, okay, this is what we can do. I right. don't know, or what can you do to help? And, and and you guys, not only did you like there's a little bit of uh, scheduling adjustments and things like that, maybe a smaller schedule and things like that to keep things rolling. You attach yourselves with the with F100, but you, you you go through those different elements to try to make 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 things happen in those first few years. But then a little bit of momentum starts going your way, and I I want to say it was 2015 or 16. That you guys try to bring back, or you do bring back, excuse me, the Cal State. I think at this point, people know you guys all, don't just do Tri-C. There's things that are off of the Tri-C, whether it be Chill Challenge or PAC or the Tri-C Open, the deal that happened, the old King Taco thing that was going on, Cal States. There's always another thing going on. Is is that kind of what spurred those things on, is to try to find different ways of like... To your point, Trish, earlier about being big on tradition, but also like to try new things. Is that kind of what like spurred that on those in, in those years? Because that's when that stuff kind of started was 16, I know it was Cal State because that was when I got a chance to get back in the seat. But I want to say that was the second year. It was the second year, yeah. Right, so 15, 16. And Cal State's, from talking to like a Derek Zimmerman and whatnot, that was the race back in the day, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend. weekend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you guys kind of brought that back uh, in that fifteen sixteen range. Is was that a we need to find another reason or something new like a spark or what was the thought process of bringing that back? Well, in two thousand fourteen, um, like I said, we we worked a little bit, but not formally or with a contract or anything with F one hundred. So we we had a. I don't know that a, a you had a little is, bit of a bump in. Well, uh, we in had a little. We had some different interests. Our, our numbers were still incredibly low. That was the year um, we started the donuts and coffee. Um, oh. We're like, well, you know what? And we paid for it ourselves. Nathan and I did. We Tri C didn't pay for it because there was no money. Well, <laughs> well actually, been, I, but you've been waiting for like ten years to get this catering company I off the ground. Absolutely. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the C stands for catering. Yeah. Not yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> but. Um, at the, it was around the end of 2014 when we we had, no it was earlier it was mid 2014 where we started talking about putting on that that first um, bring back of the Cal States and it was January of 2015 and you know we needed sponsors that was a big that yeah, was a big deal sure. um, to rent the track for three days and everything else and um, Richie Ho was like the title sponsor um, oh, cool. APM Racing and. Um, I, he still he still brings us up to this day. Like after every single race that his son races with us, he calls or texts me later that night or the next morning to say thank you, and he appreciates all that that you know that every all of our staff do. To put awesome. But it's only event. when Ethan wins. No, nope, when oh, okay. Ethan wins right. or loses, right. he literally right, Richie, every single time. Yeah, <laughs> but it's he scheduled. um yeah <laughs> it is it's automated. Yeah, think <laughs> he he came over to us at the end of end of a race day, and he he said you know. He he really appreciated the the family atmosphere, and he said, "It's like those those coffee and donuts. That's that's what's bringing me back here." And and he wrote a check and helped us put on that first race. Yeah, that's awesome. You want to know? It's funny though. Is it's definitely something that because uh, I've heard that from a number of people. The coffee and donuts. And I think you guys can agree, right? You always hear that, but it's something more than just being able to get coffee and donuts. It's everyone meets up and starts BSing with each other in the morning as the days get yeah. rolling, you know? So it's more than just getting free coffee and donuts. It's the camaraderie that 
yeah. that little brings. And you know what pops in my head just now as you say that? Coffee like, and donuts? It does. No. Uh, but no, when I was a kid, uh, my mom would drag my brother and I to church. Freaking hated it. Hated it so much. Yeah. You started to get like kind of this burning sensation when you walk through the doors. <laughs> so like, <laughs> still do. Yeah. Uh, you get you showed up for the free bread. Stay, well, stay, stay away from the water up front. Yeah. 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 You need to pass by it. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, you the sprinkle. It's real bad. Uh, anyway, point yes. being was is that after they had like a little reception thing, and you know what was there every damn time? Coffee, hot chocolate, oh, and wow. donuts. Neat. And as a little munchkin, what do I care? But yeah. freaking church. You're getting maple donuts. bars? Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Well, and I guess or that's, apple fritters every once in a while. Well, and I guess that's, you know. It's a all, family. It's like, like yeah. it's the community. But yeah. in all the podcasts and all the memories we all have of here at the track, like the bench racing happens at the end of the day, but it's pretty cool to have the glimpse of that at the start of the day. And I think that's what the coffee it donuts does. It sets the tone. Yes. You know, and, agreed. And, and, that's uh, exactly it. It's yeah. got to be 100% church's quote fault. 2015 yeah. bringing coffee and donuts, but it, it. And by the way, I love the donuts; they're so good. I that don't place is good because I'll instantly turn into 400 pound me. <laughs> so I don't, but I I love I love the I love the family and the community aspect of it. I really do. My um, when I was a little girl, my nana, she fed everybody. Like you walked in the door and you were instantly, you know, you sat down and she placed a bowl of something in front of you, and. Um, from the time I was very, very young, I spent lots of time with her. And that's how you took care of people. You mm. fed them, you know. Um, it was a it was a way of community, like at church. Um, it, it was brought you into the fold as part of the family. And I guess, you know, subconsciously that was our way of, you know, showing that this this really is you're all part of our carding family, you yeah. Know, to come and enjoy this, it's welcoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what we. And I mean, I don't think we. I mean, yeah, like I said, we were paying for it ourselves, um, and I don't think we thought we would be able to do that forever. We just thought it might peter out, but it became a thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how and, many donuts do you have left over at the end? Uh, usually none. Exactly that. Yeah, yeah. And um, we aren't really going to ask about coffee because it's. Bloody bean water. Yeah, but um, the, no, the donuts, I, people, they water. give a shit. Yeah, the they big like race is I order 13 or 14 dozen, and we go through them that within about nuts. two hours. Yeah. Also, people, what about your diets? What are you doing out there? <laughs> hey, We're all going to no, be masters. You're you're burning it up. That's what I tell people. Yeah, Calories nice. don't count on race day. Um, but it's funny because even years, years later, I mean, when we've worked at um, other races, other club races and national races and some of the, you know, pro tour races and things like that, I swear at every one of them, somebody always walks up and says, oh, where, it's at the parts trailer, the Empire yeah. parts trailer. Yeah. Where, where's my donuts? Yeah. You've created <laughs> like, a monster. No, 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 no not no, you're the wrong race. Monster. Well, <laughs> what are your guys' favorite donuts? Um, I like, Trish, let's start with you. I like the glaze with chocolate frosting. Okay. Oh. Nathan? There's only one flavor that exists in the world. That what is, is chocolate. Oh, he man. likes the devil's yes. food with Couple chocolate frosting. Or anything with here. chocolate, yes. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I always go for the sugar twist. Yeah. You get oh my yeah, fix. yeah. That's easy. I love that. I, I think my brother liked that. That and the maple bars. What about you? Uh, I like the they depend. They, they call them Bismarcks. I think the the chocolate with the cream filled kind. Mm-hmm. Oh man. yeah, but I know for a fact that I would get sick these days with all the sugar. I don't th- yeah, I don't think I can yeah. handle the sugar anymore. That's why I don't have any. Yeah. I just, That's why I can't do it. Yeah. I have a also, lot of four hundred. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a lot of. Um, 
I, I kind of order the same thing every time, but for different tracks, different things. But I know everybody's favorites now. Like yeah. I know what certain people or certain kids yeah. come up always. I know. Yeah. I don't know. Family. <laughs> <laughs> so in in fourteen, you idiots. I mean, you you guys decide that you're going to jump on board <laughs> this Tri C game. And to be fair, it's actually, although slowly but surely, it's steadily gone up and. Even after the the pandemic year and stuff like that, it's, it's still come back and you guys are strong. And I'm not talking about entries per se, but just like you've made, to, to, Trish, to your point with the, you know, being at the the parts trailer and like where the donuts, stuff like, Tricy Carter's has established itself as a family club about an entry level or grassroots style club. And People were, they they dig it, they they enjoy that kind of that kind of scenario. Did you did you set out to try to just grow it in general? And I want to kind of circle back to like the the Tracy Open and the different things. Not only that, and I always give you a hard time, Trish, about this, but your creativity with Easter and Mother's Day, it just adds those elements. You always have we just had Mother's Day. There's roses for all the moms. Mm-hmm. Easter. And there's broken plastic eggshells all over our track. Yeah. Which all were to cleaned be fair, up. They're almost always cleaned up. I show up in the morning on race day and there's 40 little munchkins running out on track. <laughs> and I wanted, Track's to, cold. I wanted to stop them and go, where are you guys going? Just to mess with them because I have that power. But I'm like, ah, go have your fun. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, you're, you're finding new and different ways of being fun and different and things like that. So. It's not just about the competition, the trophies at the end. It's a little bit more than that. I think because, like, I didn't grow up in racing. So, like, my first experience in racing, I was in my 30s. Yeah. You know, kind of an, I'm an adult. I'm doing it. I'm not going to... I know I have no career. You know, there's no prospects for well, me. Well, not in driving. Yeah. <laughs> not in driving, at least. Race mechanic. Um, yeah. Side um, But my experience in racing was everything we had at Moran. Like this, that fun atmosphere. Okay. And honestly, yeah. and I've like I've been in sports since I was seven years old. Soccer, played mm-hmm. soccer for ten years, um, up till you know college. But wouldn't join I, the the youth deal. Yeah. Huh, weird. No. Yeah. Played basketball. Just all kinds of stuff. And I've always been in competition. So mm-hmm. I love, like I said, I love competing. So there's there's that aspect to it. But at the end of the day. No matter what you do in competing, I've never left a race. I don't think ever mad, like not like. Well, maybe we'll one say time. what you got. I, I, I don't remember that. Trish, yeah. um, no, but I always <laughs> loved to race, even when it sucked. Like I didn't do well, and you know what? I, I there were some fun aspects. I had to look at it that way. Like you know what? I came out here. I, yeah. I, I could have. You could always I, find the positive. In I it. could always. Do, I could always been you know working or doing something else. Sure, but the. The having fun at a race though is always is always important to me, but at the same time, competition's important too. Like, yeah. you don't just go there for the coffee and donuts and leave. You know, you right. want you want to have good racing, have fun. I mean, I have a lot of great memories of racing and the guys I raced with and stuff like that. And that's what I hope everyone takes home. And I hope, no matter what age you are, like when you're a kid, car, I'd be awesome to have. You know, in twenty years, oh man, do you remember that race? I don't remember the club, but. They had like hot cocoa and marshmallows <laughs> and stuff, and yeah. but that's what because that, that's what will stick with you. Yeah, and, that, and, and I'm with you. I just had this conversation with uh, uh, some of the other guys here in the office. It, 
saying like I didn't have such a good race last race and there was things that, that irritated me or whatever. But at the end of the day, fun is by default. Yeah. Like I have fun by default. I even mm. if the the race itself goes for shit. I'm still at the bloody racetrack with people who have shared the same thoughts and interests, in, interests as stuff. I do. Um, Rob Rob uh, Niles always say this is it's 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 not a water cooler sport, right? Yeah, you can't just all show up and hang out and talk about racing because most of the people around you don't know that the racing's a thing. They're going to talk about football, yeah. basketball, whatever. At this place, okay, family community. This is where we're all the same. We all come from different walks of life and different things like that. But when we get here, this racing shit's pretty fun, and by default. It's having fun. Now, not everybody's the same. Some people require things to have said fun, the results or this or that. I think that you guys do a pretty damn good job of even if you have, it's everyone's going to have a good time when they have a good day. But I think when you don't have a good day, you guys still do a pretty damn good job of making it, man, it wasn't that bad. You know, at the end of the day, it was we hope good. We hope the atmosphere is such that you want to come back and that, you know, yeah, you're going to be mad. You're upset. I mean, I've, I've, I've been taken out in races and I've been pissed off at the officials. I mean, Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I was a horrible, I mean, I, I rode the officials horribly. (laughs) Um, and I understand now that was an ass. (laughs) Um, because you have to understand, man, I mean, all those guys when they're a referee, when they were kids, they're volunteers. Yep. You know, they're not, they're not getting paid. They're running up and down a field. Because yeah. they want to be there. Yeah. And, you know, unlike today, I mean, all of our staff is paid. Yeah. I mean, that's true. But they don't have to be here. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the money isn't because they they don't do it for the money. They do it because they want to be at a track. And they're doing a very hard job. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think... And uh, a thankless one a lot of times. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, speaking up for Mike and I, like all the events we do here, and obviously, Nathan, you're always a part of them, right? But being able to to have input on events or put on your own events, you make it an event that you would want to be a part of. Exactly. And, you know, you guys have done a really good job of that. And it shows that this is something that you want to be at. Maybe not, you know, five in the morning, you're rolling, like, I don't want to do this. But as the day goes on, it's definitely shown through the result that it's something you guys enjoy doing. Yeah. And then whenever I see Trish is saying at like nine o'clock at night, the day before Tracy, she's baking podium cookies. I'm like, this lady's got to screw loose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just imagine like baking powder everywhere, like she's covered in white. Wearing <laughs> no way! You know, no, those are the early days. She's got it down to a science. Oh. Yeah. There's probably a press. Boom, yeah. done. That's awesome. I use an ice cream scoop now. I used to use two teaspoons to take each one out and form them. Mm-mm. I have a little tiny ice cream scoop that I I yeah. scoop them out with. So now. you've you've knocked it down to like thirty minutes. Uh, no, I still spend about three to four hours ma- making the mix, baking them, and packaging all the, the aforementioned so family recipe. Yeah. <laughs> Golly, <laughs> yeah, no, you know, to to a little bit of what Nathan said. Um, yeah, we want people to come and have fun. Um, so that's why all the goofy shit that I do sometimes. You know, right. the the um, at at Adams or pardon me at Apex, we've done water balloon fights and we've done pinatas and. Um, lots of stuff for the kids, obviously, but we, you know, we we want that to be for everybody. Um, the free banquet at the end of the year, where we feed everybody and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and we totally understand that sometimes people have a really bad day, 
either on track, um, they don't like a call, but like you said, at the end of the day, we're still at the track. What is that saying? You know, even a bad day at the track is better than a good day anywhere else or something like that, you know? And I still feel I'm still so passionate about this sport that I've never actually participated in. Which we're going to fix. That's crazy. (laughs) Which we are going to Um, fix. Maybe we'll do like a... um, Mom's race or something like that. Don't other yeah, no, do no, that. no, 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 no. We're no. not going to do that. Didn't no. you hear? Oh, yeah, we not do it Monday, yeah. Monday. No one's around. <laughs> um, you don't understand. Trisha will have red mist <laughs> before it starts. <laughs> Probably. Oh. <laughs> She's going to go out on track. You see all the officials take the headsets off. She's yeah. like, she turned off everybody. Great time. <laughs> the cart time. The cart's running right. It's racing right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting on the grid. Um, but you know, we we hope that everyone realizes that we're. We do the best we can every every day in preparation for these races and on race day, not just us, but Eric and all of our staff to put on a really good race, a competitive race um, that's a lot of fun, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you guys have been doing it now since 2014 as a, as a team, if you will, officially. Yeah. Trish, obviously, unofficially prior to that. But we're, we're working on almost a, a – I mean – officially as a president and then being a part of it over we're working a decade it's already been more than a decade for you nathan being a part of tri-c um what do you guys i mean right now we've got chill challenge adams in the in the winter time the local winter series that happens at adams you have a uh, summer nights series also at adams that, that happens uh, a three-round championship i believe yes. uh june july august correct me if i'm wrong june july september september um, and then obviously Tracy here. You've done Cal States in the past. You've done Tracy Open on the infield here at Auto Club, which was uh, hearkening back to the old uh, King Taco days. I was talking about that earlier. What what's the the thought process, or what's the goals moving forward for for Tracy? And what do you guys try to try to do? Is it is it all about the entries? Do you guys measure on entries, or is there something else you guys are trying to trying to do? Like everything we've done. Like, you know, we, we did, we started the endurance races um, a few, that's right, uh, 2015, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. And we did the, you know, the the Grand Prix inside. A lot of it is because, honestly, for me, I have to keep pushing and to do something. I can't, like, like. You can't if, do the same if, thing. If you notice, like, every year, there's always little something that's been added Oh yeah! Like there's always like the flags. Yeah, I was just about to the say flag, yeah, and like the banquet, like there's always more lights. There's always it's. I just have that mentality that like nothing, and this is just solely me. Mm. That in my head, I gotta make it better. There's always something I can do to be better or make it better. It's sort of like too like every year there's a different design. Yeah. Right. It's simply because I don't want the same thing every year. I just like I have a design right now in my head for next year already, and. <laughs> You know, and like the trophies and stuff. It's like because I just have to like keep that something different, keep something new. But like, you know, and we've done different races, like the endurance stuff that is successful at some points, but then kind of falls off. So we move into something else. And it's not about it's it's not about entries per se. I mean, obviously we want entries because we want to pay for the events. I mean, yeah, right, right. You know, there's still a quote business. If yeah, you I mean, we it. have yeah. to for the club's sake financially. We, you know we got to keep it going. We right. provide a lot for our members and stuff. So we have to like kind of, you know, make sure everything works in that sense. Um, but we just like, we just want to keep trying new things. And like, you know, it's just, sometimes they don't all work, 
you know, sometimes they work only for a little while and then, you know, they, they kind of fall away. But, um, you know, maybe something will click, you know, and, 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 you know, it'll work for, you know. And I think it's one of the things, too, is like we always are constantly reevaluating, like, what classes we run. You know, what should we do this or that? And everything we do is very thoughtful. Like, we don't try to make changes for the sole sake of making a change. People like, don't think that. I mean, they we get questioned certainly all the time. But when we make decisions, um, Eric and Nathan and I, about what classes to add or take away, it's not just, oh, well, let's just get rid of that one. You know, we look at the numbers. Like when the Tag 125 classes went away two years ago, last year, yeah, last year. Um, you know, the numbers were really going down and we we did a 10-year kind of comparison. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, the 100cc was just exploding. Um, we can and only, 206 too. And 206 I mean, still, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, we can only... We can only get away with 10 run groups. If we tried to add an 11th, like you'd all boycott because yeah. we'd be here till nine o'clock at night. Right. Yeah. And that, that's the struggle, right? I mean, right. part of part of the format that you guys have been running for eons, that as far as I know, it's always been a, a two heat race right. in a main program. It's a long day period. But we want to give people you, lots of seat time fair, too. Fair. Mm-hmm. And it, but to your point about 10 run groups, 10 run groups is arguably too much. Yeah. But if you look at the numbers, which one would you cut? You know, so, and, and I'm with you on that. And I'm, I'm the first one to be like, the day is too long. And I think that's maybe the only criticism. The first criticism of anything is that the days, it's a long day. Yeah. And we, and we agree. But I mean, we're, we're here. Yeah, you're not like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, oblivious. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's one of those things where like, but there's, there's solid numbers in every class. So which, well, which one goes bye-bye? Well, the other thing too, as far as people having ideas or trying to come up with, or whether it's ideas being given to you or you come up with your own, it's poking holes in it and, and thinking about it because yeah. as soon as you just start saying yes and no, it's you put yourself in a hole. And the other thing too, is it's a lot like running the track and open practice days. You're not going to make everyone happy, right. yep. you know, and they either want to do it or they don't. Yeah. <laughs> and I know sometimes when people talk to me, I come across as maybe as non-committal. But I have to be because it's like I can't just jump on a decision. Like you yeah. can't just say, "Oh yeah, of course." Taking the information. Well, because, and as an example, the the shifter class, the rock shifter class, um, we've gone back and forth with having shifters and not quite a bit over the last decade. Um, and every time they get the shifter class gets dropped, it's because no one's showing up. Sure. Yeah, so for sure. You can't have a run group with three people in it all the time. Yeah. Um, not not now. Not not where you're at currently. No, for sure. No, uh, I mean we're averaging this year right now with four races. We're averaging 142 entries. You know, yeah, it's um, a long day. having one run group with only three people doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. But um, so at the end of 2020, um, we were approached by a group of rock shifter drivers, um, specifically Calvin Chen, who um, who kind of spearheaded the whole thing, asking if they could put together a, like with would we be willing to add that class if they had a committed group of people? Mm-hmm. And so what we worked out is that they would buy membership and pre-entries for four races so that we knew there was a commitment. And I think we got that from like eight to 10 people. That was perfect. Like yeah. That was the run group. Yeah. So we had a master's and a senior class. Senior class was not as popular, um, but they seem to be enjoying themselves. You know, we're kind mm. of averaging about seven, I think right now. Mm. Um, and that's a tough part too, as far as class structures, trying to go with the ebb and flow of the industry because right. stuff's going to come and go. And unfortunately, what 
may not be good for the club is good for the national scene and vice versa, you know, and it's. But these are, I mean, like, where else can you run? Well, I guess Rock Shifter is offered other places. Uh, I mean, beyond the regional level. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it it works. It's working fine now. Yeah. Um, We just changed this year the senior class to be an open. So any other shifter can run within Mm -hmm. that senior class. right. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you try to, you know, plug in the people that that are interested in coming. To your point earlier about the, uh, you know, pre-reg. Right. Prove it, basically. Yeah. And that's, and they did. And so that's why we've committed to that class. So as you guys are moving forward, is there other things up your sleeve or anything that that you you thought about maybe trying that you haven't tried or maybe revisiting? Um, Honestly, I think it's just, with this industry the way it is, the way card it's because it's so fluid, it's like there's no real I wanna say plan, but you can't say, Hey, we're going to do this because you have to do only what the racers want or are going to, to do. To support. And then even though sometimes say, Oh yeah, we will do that, you know, we've all been racing long enough. Mm. <laughs> there's a lot of talk. Yeah. You know, you have and to, it's hard to com- to make like those big show commitments on the club level. Yeah. Like, there's a reason why Supernat sells out or sells out, gets a lot of entries. Rock Vegas gets a lot of entries. It's hard to do, you know, because I know you guys, you know, I think it was 2020. The plan was to do the infield race here, right? Yes. And, and then obviously COVID, COVID happened right. and stuff like that. But you no, know, to have those bigger shows or the cooler events, it's like, come on, guys. Like, and it's, well, know, it's, it's to get tough because I mean, when you look at the, at the financial commitment, that's the thing. It's the financial commitment. I mean, the infield itself is a twenty-four thousand dollars financial commitment up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Yeah, that's just track rental. Yeah, um, and well, it's a good thing the staff works for free. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's I awesome. think free means what you think it means. I mean, <laughs> when I race that event, it's awesome event. But like I said, it's like, and in this moment in time are people willing to pay what it's going to take to do it like the entry fee is going to be pretty substantial it's not going to be cheap mm-hmm. um if and then once we have that commitment like we don't get that money back like, yeah right you got to do it and it's like okay so and you have to go and then when you do an event you know and you guys know this too you kind of have to go with the mentality of all in like if you want to make this event successful you can't do it like well We'll do it partial this way and partial For that sure, way. Yeah. You have to like. You got to put your best foot forward. You got to yeah. commit and put and do what you you know what you're known for, and, and that's and do that. And it's and like I said, it's just hard. So we always are just judging the landscape. Like what is, you know, and sometimes like I said, some things don't work because it, it just can't be supported. You know, so yeah. we kind of have to move away from those, and maybe something else out there will work. What that is right now, honestly, I don't know, but right. maybe. In three months, oh, okay, this maybe we'll do that again, or we can do this. Yeah, right? but yeah, so it comes down to like is really reading the market and the kind of kind of getting a feel, you know. And I've been in, like I said, I've been in this long enough now. Like it's still hard to believe, but I mean, I'm forty, almost forty nine years old. I've been in this for nineteen years, and I kind of know the market pretty good. I think I can kind of judge like direction of stuff, where things are going, and where we should be. And I've always tried to be like. Not ahead of the game, but at least with the game. Yeah. You know, and like with the 206 and the 100cc stuff and like really kind of, okay, that's, that's where the market's going. Okay, let's go ahead and, and shift and and provide that for people. And, um, you know, and that's just the one thing I'll say generally in karting, the reason why it's so tough 
is that there's no coherent philosophy right of like <laughs> where or where carding where it should be like in Europe they have FIA and CA, sure. you know there's a so single direction they have they have this over umbrella body, yeah. that you know kind of gives a, a direction to things and, and stuff like that where in in the states here it's just not it's just not as doesn't run that way sure and yeah. and so you have different regions doing different things and different clubs in the same region doing different things and that kind of you know in the team you know and each team has their own like okay this is direction my, this is my deal. customer this is where right. i want to go and it's like that so yeah. so that just makes it overall tougher and you have to kind of just figure out okay what's going to work and so you know and doesn't sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't well in in you just mentioned it, about 19 years, almost two decades you've you've been in this game. And as we've gone through this podcast here and we've kind of traded some stories and kind of learned about your background, I mean, knowing, working with you on a regular basis uh, and knowing the passion you have for carding anyway with the, the Tri-C and stuff like that, Nathan. But now hearing like how it started, you've, you've been in the industry on, call it our side of the fence, right? The, the worker side of the fence. Damn near two years, or damn near two decades. And that's how I started, yeah. That's, exactly. I mean, I didn't start as a racer. I started as a mechanic. I mean, right, working. Working, and kind of racing was a side. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's always been a side, you know, and I love to race, though. I mean, don't, I mean if I could if I could have, uh, afford to come to the track and and drive all day and race, yeah, I'd, I'd do that. We'd travel around and, we'd, you know. Yeah. But that's never been part of the financial picture, yeah. and I've never... You know, when when I worked with Empire, uh, Bill and Sharon were were very nice to kind of let me float a little bit right. and and pay for some stuff, you know, on an installment basis. <laughs> and uh, and I, you know, I greatly appreciate the opportunity they gave me there. And um, and I actually wanted to re- mention Rob too because after Empire, I mean, he actually approached me about working here, and because you know he wanted help in the shop and you know his you know bob you know was not in the greatest of health at time and yeah so that's how i came here and i've been here now for like what five years something like which that. is yeah, like 2017 you know it doesn't feel like that you know and so mm-hmm. and you know and rob's like been, way longer and the thing is like yeah. you know and, and like i said you know everyone i've worked with has been awesome like been great people rob has been i mean in terms of how he's worked with tri-c over the years and the relationship that we have with him in terms of like that relationship, the relationship I have with him as a boss, like, you know, he's just always been, you know, open and, you know. I concur. Very, you know, very, you know, very just like, you know, not, I don't want to say hands off, but like, hey. Yeah. This is, He's not going to stand behind your back the whole time. Yeah. He's like, he lets everyone do their jobs. He understands that you know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. And go do it. Like, like you had said earlier about Moran, they, they let you do what you needed to do. And it's kind of the same story around here. Yeah. And so, for, for good or for worse. <laughs> so, so that's, that's it. And like, there's so many great people in karting. Yeah. And um, I think sometimes it gets lost um, with a lot of the, because there's a lot of personal history with people. Some sure. of these people have been in karting longer than, you know, far too long. <laughs> no, not too long. I think they just had so many experiences from like different eras. Yeah. Yeah. The way things were done. And like, you know, so, um, so they all have their personal, you know, histories with everyone. And sometimes, yeah. you know, they, it, it, regardless, man, I always hear it, but like every single, I don't, there's no one I don't really dislike in karting. 
Like I can get along with everybody and I understand exactly their point of views. You know, when they come and ask me a question and stuff like that. And sometimes I'd say, no, <laughs> I can't, you know, but I understand where they're coming from. Sure. And I understand that they're doing it from a place that they just want um, to be as good as it can. Sure. Like they, they want, you know, it's not like a negative. They want, you know, change for the pot, you know, to make, they to, care. To, yeah, yeah, they care. You know, they want the club, they want Tri-C, they want LAKC, ProCart, whatever. They all want them to succeed. Yeah, carding to do well. To succeed, you yeah. know, because that's their life. Yeah. And, you know, you don't you don't want failure. Yeah. You know, you want, you know, comfort and you want, like, progress and, like, to have, like, the sport to grow and stuff like that. Yeah. So when I And I think, like I said, going, going back through this entire thing, and I think a lot of people will, maybe they didn't know Nathan and, and Trish as well. I mean, you didn't know that you had done as much. I knew you'd worked at Moran, but the background and the different things that you've been able to do over the years and the different thought processes. And then Trish, you may not have quote worked in the industry, but I think we can all agree. And I know my wife would say the same thing. Having been attached to me all these years, uh, almost 20 or getting there pretty quick. And you're that a part of that person all that time. You're part of what they do. And we see it already on a regular basis. And even though, like I said, you weren't, quote, a part of the industry, you were a part of the industry. Mm -hmm. And you take all those information or all that experience. So you may have been working for doing the Tri-C thing since 2014, but you've been learning and, and honing and all these different elements. And I think that's why the core piece that I see that you bring to the table that maybe is uniquely you is that family and community aspect that while Nathan's trying to find different ways to always make it better and things like that, Trisha just likes to be weird and fun <laughs> no, Trisha, and Tr different. And that's, that is also that second half and the other piece of Tracy that's so awesome. Uh, like Trisha, honestly, I mean, she's been in as long as I have, and but she's the heart because Mike knows, I don't know how many times I've quit Tracy. Three times. Three times. And I actually, it was during... I wasn't keeping track. Was it was during an <laughs> LAKC race. I was working the parts trail, and I actually came up to you and said, I'm You hung done. out in the old grid office. After I said, minutes. I'm yeah. done. Yep. I can't, I ain't doing this anymore. Because we had like... I said right away, you sure? Are and, you sure? And I walked out, and I was sure. I was I was dead on it, because... He had I mean, his bags packed. He was, you know, you know, he was checking pre-flight. I, I go back to the parts trailer, and I think, I don't know, were you there that day? Yeah, and I told her, and she looked at me and goes, well, I'm going to do it. And you're like, damn it. And like, I just said I was sure. And he's sure. like, well, like, I can I'm go like, be a pilot. <laughs> I just told her we weren't going to do it anymore. She goes, no, I'm going to do it. I said, I don't care. I remember, <laughs> I don't I remember care. going and, back, and I told Rob, I'm like, I don't know, man. Nathan just said this. All right. And, and I, we waited a couple of days, and well, I don't know. Yeah, I think we might try it. I'm like, oh, I wonder why that is. So, and I told the story before to people that you know she basically tries to exist because of Trisha. I mean, honestly, like I could not do this by myself. I don't think, and and I don't think any one person can. I agree. And I want to say one more thing: is I couldn't like I could work in carding without her being a part of it. There's no way that I could we could do Tri C or do that kind of business because. You have to have like s support because yeah. there are times you go through this stuff like you just don't, like 
It can swallow you up, man. I do not want to deal with this yeah. anymore. And, and I've there's had a couple of races like that. Yeah, but there's always been that. But you have that someone next to yeah, you. Yeah, that balance. And yeah. you know the most successful people that you see always have that. Like, yeah. maybe it's not prominent, but in the background they're there. Yeah, you know. And like I've heard it in some of our other conversations that uh, we listened to. Like when we did our cross country trip, we listened to two or three podcasts a day. And a day. A day. Literally, I was we driving. We went through all of the episodes. We saw a rating shoot and up. It was incredible. <laughs> I, the, the thing was, man, From you guys. Point one it, to one. It, yeah. I have a tendency to fall asleep when I drive. And you guys. In, <laughs> Cross country sounds perfect. Yes, then. Yeah. It, no, but you guys kept me awake, man. These, these podcasts oh, cool. kept me awake. Nice. Listening to people and their stories and, yeah. and what they think about it. And I will give a shout out to Derek Zimmerman right now because. It was in the middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning. We're driving through Pennsylvania in we were a trying rainstorm. To, or we were avoiding a tornado, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Pitch black. I have no idea where we are. I was we're, the navigator. Yeah. <laughs> and Trisha says, yes, we're going somewhere. I said, sure. Okay. Because it looks like literally I'm on a treadmill because I can see nothing. Oh, man. It was foggy and dark and we yeah. were in a mountain. And there's so like semi-trucks blowing by me at 60 miles, 70 miles an hour. And it was Derek Zimmerman's episode that like... Kept me awake. Oh, cool. Um, I can't necessarily remember everything he said, but I, I can hear his, his voice. voice doing it was it. his yeah. voice, yeah. yeah. I'll so tell you, sh- my favorite part of that right out, right out of the gate is when uh, he talks about how everybody spun off in the wet, and him and his buddies are now going for the W. He's like, this yeah. is what it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, remember that? They're yeah. like from 15th so, or yeah, to the front. Yeah, so yeah, so at 2 o'clock in the morning, listen to Derek Zimmerman's episode, driving, That's cool. trying to keep concentration Brilliant. going. So. Um, well, if nothing else, FCP got you guys back home from the East Coast. Yeah, How about that. We <laughs> so, done. We done our service. <laughs> um, I you think got, you're right, though, Nate. I mean, it's been there's so many cool people that you can meet in the sport, and it's funny. We we're just talking not too long ago, and like the amount of small world shit that happens <laughs> in this industry is just stupid. Yeah, and it's crazy. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty unique, and you know, like Mike mentioned earlier about how Rob puts it, it's not a water cooler sport. So it's really neat because when you're having a normal conversation with someone at the track, it's even better because, you know, you both like karting and you're, you found something else to chat with them about, you know, whether it's work or life or whatever, but it's a, it's a unique industry for sure. And, um, I think we've all been fortunate to meet some neat people through it, you know, Absolutely. absolutely. And speaking of neat people, Nathan and Trish, thanks so much. For being a part of the FCP here, I mean, as, thank you guys. I said uh, we want to get you guys on before, and we just finally got things lined up. And awesome addition. We've Fantastic. been talking about this since November of 2020, actually. Yeah, yeah exactly. And <laughs> our and, schedules had to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they did. Well, my, and that's what we're doing on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, my agent finally cleared it. Said, "Hey, you guys are free." <laughs> oh, goes, awesome! You've never been asked to do an interview before, but we're going to make sure we're going we're to make this one happen. We yeah. want to make sure that the full caster podcast is a success. Yes, <laughs> and uh, on that bombshell, yeah. <laughs> and you guys have been a great success. You guys have been an awesome job. So, oh, awesome. Awesome. thank you. And guys. I really want, like I said, I wanted to give a shout out to everyone um, who, like I said, comes to our races. You guys. This was never a planned career. I don't think for, I don't know what Mike and Derek mean. It when I got into karting, it was, <laughs> it was have fun at a racetrack and and go. It was never. I just a, wanted to come arrive and drive, and now I'm sucked in. Yeah, no, that's what happens. You get you get into it, and I love being at a track. Like, I love being at a racetrack. The app just being here. You know, when yeah. I was at Moran, we, there'd be days I was the only one there. You right. know, and you're just kind of listening to the wind and 
staring at the track and yeah like, okay this is cool well at the end yeah. of the day it, as we as we all know it's passion driven yeah. and uh anybody listening to this episode knows that there's plenty of passion on the other side of that table <laughs> guys thanks so much for being a part of this thank thing you guys. we thank really you. really appreciate us. it it was awesome a lot of fun right. thank you